0: And Back by popular demand, we are here with the December forecast, the December transits. We're going to be talking today about the cosmic weather that is ahead. People have responded really well to these episodes, so we're going to keep making them at the start of each month. We are going to be telling you the gates that are going to be transiting the sun each week. About every six days, we get a new transit and a new flavor of, I refer to it as cosmic weather. It's the frequencies that we are all under. What's the influence that we are all under that we can't see, that we can't hear, that we can't touch, but it's there. And when we are equipped with knowing what's coming and when we understand what that cosmic lay of the land is, we can better weather that storm. We can understand it. We can notice these things coming up in us because they. some of this can trigger us, <laughs> So it's really helpful to know there's nothing wrong with you, that this is just the thing that's happening at this moment. And if you notice it, you go, oh, there's that gate. Nicole said this would be coming up. But I'm not alone Mm -hmm. for this episode. I am here with Christina Luna. If you didn't catch our episode last week where I introduced Christina, she told you about her story. We went through her perspective on this. She is an astrological mentor and I'll just give you her quick bio for those of you who missed it. So you know who we're talking about her Instagram handle is at lunation live. So if you want to go look her up, you can certainly do that after this episode. She guides creatives and heart led entrepreneurs through the energetic landscape of the cycles of the year by revealing the patterns they have completed are currently maintaining and opening up to in the future. Each person has a unique recipe for experiencing life. And life is always talking to us. Christina helps that conversation to feel more clear. She's also a 4-6 emotional manifesting generator. I'm excited to have her here. And in that bio I just read, Christina talks about the patterns and the cycles that are happening and what's opening up in the future. That's really what we're doing with this. And that's why I asked her to be part of these episodes with me, to add the astrological aspect to it. She does these weekly updates for her community, and I've been receiving them. And I was like, this is another flavor that I want to bring to this. So outside of just human design, I wanted to bring this extra layer
1: to it. So welcome, Christina. I'm happy to have you here for our first transit episode. I'm so excited to be doing this with you. I love the cross-pollination that we have, and I can't wait to talk about December. Okay, So from my perspective, one of the
0: things that we've noticed is that the gates in human design correspond very much to the astrological signs. So right now, at the time of this airing, I think we're just crossing over into the Sagittarius season, right? That's where we're heading into right now. Why don't you give that intro on what's the flavor of Sagittarius? Tell everybody a little bit about what does that mean to you? And what are you looking at when you say we're going into
1: Sag season? So Sagittarius is actually the third part of a manifesting cycle, a manifesting cycle that actually started back at the end of September with Libra season. Libra season is a cardinal. So it's an initiating period of time where we're initiating with curiosity with our minds. We're initiating into relationships and we're cultivating who ultimately we trust to do transformational work with. So we initiate those conversations, those relationships. We cultivate that trust in Libra season, and then we take it into the depths and the testing of Scorpio season. Scorpio season is considered a fixed sign, and it's a fixed period of time where whatever we wanted to test through the lens of relationship It gets shaken and pulled apart to see if it's strong enough. And whatever happens in the transformation of Scorpio, there are truth nuggets that come into clarity in Sagittarius season. And these truth nuggets become the new guiding principles for the year. It's like the upgrade for what we know is true after we've had the transformation of relationship. So Sagittarius is a time where we're going to make changes We're going to adjust old truths so that we can make space for the new truths that have emerged. We're going to feel more passion. And since it's a mutable sign, we're also going to have surprising plot twists that we might not have been expecting when we started the cycle. Wow. So tell everybody what's a mutable sign. This is a metaphor I like to use. Let's imagine that at the beginning of the manifesting cycle, you're an archer and you pull an arrow back. And you're pulling it back. When you pulled it back in Libra, you pulled it back from the space of the mind and you made a very educated guess as to where you wanted that arrow to land. So then when Scorpio season gets here, you let go of the arrow and you can no longer have any kind of control over that arrow. Once you let it go, it is in flight. And so Scorpio season is the entire flight of that arrow and the arrow is gonna be challenged by all kinds of emotional things in Scorpio. Now, immutable sign is where the arrow landed. It's the end of that flight trajectory of the arrow. So when we get to the point where the arrow landed, we're seeing, oh, interesting. I wanted to shoot an arrow in this direction. Through its flight path, it ended up landing here. And so that's the end of that manifesting cycle. It's like the harvest of that manifesting cycle. And this time we are harvesting a passionate truth, which every mutable sign gives you a different type of harvest. And this one is a harvest that will lead us to greater passion.
0: Okay. So December, that's the end of the calendar year for all of us. So I think we're always in this feeling of what's next. How do we close out Mm -hmm. strong and how do we plan for the future? Does that fit at all with that theme of how you view Sagittarius season from that thematic?
1: Yes. Well, the calendar is set up to start a year with Capricorn season, which is another cardinal sign. It's another initiating part of the cycle. So naturally our Mm -hmm. calendar year aligns us with initiating a new earthy cycle and one that wants to build some kind of legacy in the world or have some kind of impact in the world. And so we make these plans. We make these New Year's resolutions. We create goals for our businesses. And ultimately, that's a very Capricornian thing to be doing. And we relate to Capricorn energy all in our own way. But ultimately, we look at those first degrees of Capricorn as one of the most motivating and encouraging times of our life, because it takes a lot of passion and energy to pull that last arrow of manifestation back. So it's nice that the calendar year aligns with that because we get the extra social harmony with that goal setting. I just find that very interesting. But that's ultimately Mm. how the rhythms actually line up with that, too. It's so interesting because I
0: think we all feel it. Obviously, we're coming to the end of the calendar year, but I think we're all feeling like we're tying it up is what it feels like at the end of Mm -hmm. the year. And so I'm going to run through the gates and the the way that they line up with the calendar. So anybody following along, you understand what we're looking at and then I'll get into what those gates mean. And Christina can come in and, and talk about as we go through the weeks, what shifts as far as what you can see. And I'm so interested, this is our first episode doing it. So how are they going to overlay and where are the similarities? This will be fun. So from November 29th to December 3rd, The sun is in gate nine. And for anybody who doesn't know, the reason we use the sun is this is where we get 70% of our energy. It is our strongest sign. So it's the one we're all affected by the most. You can actually see the transits for all of the planets on various websites and have that overlaid with your human design chart and see how it connects with you. But the things that are interesting are to know if you have a gate, then it'll be a strong energy for you. It feels like a bit of you, where it's like, this is familiar. And then if it's something that is not active in your chart, it may trigger something, it may connect you to something where you get an extra activation, but it also just might feel really unfamiliar. So like the first gate is gate nine. I do not have that in my chart. That can sometimes feel like a lot for me if something is coming on in that way where I'm not used to it. So these are interesting things to note. Is it feeling unfamiliar and uncomfortable? (laughs) Because what can happen then is it can cause you to shift into the low frequency of it, freaking you out, maybe making you feel like something is off. So you get preoccupied with all of that. And so our goal with this is to to give you a little taste of, of what's coming. So maybe you don't do that when it shows up for you. So from November 29th to December 3rd, we're in gate nine. Then from the 4th through the 9th, we move into gate five from December 10th to the 14th we're in gate 26. The 15th through the 20th, we're in gate 11. 21st to the 25th, we're in gate 10. And then the 26th through the 31st, we're in gate 58. So those are them, if you want to write them down. We also, if you DM me December Transits on Instagram, I'm at Nicole Lano Official. We'll send you the calendar and we'll send you a, a little printout of this for you so you can have it and you can refer to it. So let's start with the gate nine in that first week. So the very starts, the end of November, the beginning of December. We're in gate nine and in human design, that's the taming power of the small is the technical name of it. It's a gate of details. It's about focus and concentration. So we also have the taming power of the great, another gate that's transiting this month as well. We'll get to that in a minute. But I look at the taming power of the small as are you taming the small or is the small taming you? Are you caught up in the details? Are you overly focused on them where you're missing the bigger picture or are you focused, concentrated, and dialed in. And that's the bandwidth that can move along that frequency band. What do you see in that first week of the start of December and this season?
1: Yeah, I'm so intrigued by the gate system. So there's something called deacons, and there's degrees in astrology. And so I actually have the weeks mapped out archetypally as well, And that last week of November into the first week of December is actually something that is a completion of the fire. It's the Ten of Wands. And this talks about a character who has gathered all of the firewood and is finally done collecting the firewood and bringing it to distribute to the city or the town so that they can all remain warm through the winter. And so there's a a little bit of a feeling like you're carrying a burden that you're almost ready to put down. You're almost ready to complete that task. And so that would be the energy. And what I see um, with the planets is that Mercury will move into the space of Capricorn, but it's also going to do a retrograde this month. So we're gonna be moving into this mind frame about what the next part of the journey looks like. But just like that person carrying the wood He's been thinking about all of those families being able to light their fire. He's been thinking about the outcome of his work to help fuel the work. And so he's finally almost at that destination where he gets to deliver the value to the families, but he's not quite there yet. And so we see the way that our legacy can be taken out into the world, but we're not ready to deliver it quite yet. And that might be the energy that we feel as we open December.
0: Yeah, I love that. As you're talking, I'm thinking about it through the lens of the gate that we're looking at it through in human design. And gate nine is a sacral gate. So it's about doing something. It is about the work, but it's about focused work. It's about concentrated work. And what deserves my focus right now might be a great question to be asking yourself at that start of the month. What deserves my focus, concentration, and my attention During this, because that's really what it's about. What's important for me to do? What really deserves my energy right now? Now moving to December 4th through the 9th in human design, we go into gate five, which is the gate of fixed patterns. It's about rhythms. It's about routines. It's about ritual. It's about trusting natural rhythm when, and this is another sacral gate. It's about doing the things, but also not doing being in tune with your own rhythm, trusting your own rhythm, and allowing that to happen without forcing it. And so I'm curious what you see at that time in the astrology there.
1: Yeah, so the energy of that from the fourth to the ninth, it's actually an energy that would be um, characterized by the knight of wands or the knight of fire. And the knight is someone who is cultivating their maturity and mastery with their energy. And so there are inherent challenges when we're cultivating maturity. That means that we will be tested and we will have to navigate maybe a version of us that would have responded from a less mature state. And we are aspiring to navigate into the next level where we have intuitive confidence and we are fully embodying our intuitive confidence, but we're not quite there yet. And so this is a testing and challenging week, but only in service to cultivating passionate maturity. And some of the astrological shifts that are happening that week are Venus will move into Scorpio on the fourth. And that is going to help us to find all of the emotional spaces where we still need to honor our boundaries. And so we will feel them emotionally. We've we done a lot of work on our boundaries through Scorpio season. We've really had a renewal of our boundary behaviors. We've opened boundaries and we've strengthened boundaries, but now all of that's gonna really start to sink in. And that is why that's one of the emotional challenges we'll be navigating at first. And then we have a, a last quarter square moon on the fifth. That square is gonna be one that navigates our boundaries With finances, essentially, we're going to be looking at how we use our resources and there will be some kind of emotional or passionate maturity around the use of our resources. And think about it. The first week of December, we're likely going to be spending money on Christmas presents and parties and events. Mm -hmm. And that square could bring into alignment our deeper values of how we use those resources. And so. Ultimately, the energy for the whole month is about authentic expression of those values. And I think that we'll feel a challenge on the fifth that will invite us into honoring our integrity with that. And then on the sixth, Neptune will begin moving direct. And what that means for us psychologically is we're going to regain a strong relationship with the intuitive awareness that we have about the long term vision, plan, or trajectory, and what we've been putting our faith into. So if we initially feel tested and challenged emotionally for our boundaries, and then we're feeling the pressure around using our resources, remembering that bigger picture perspective of what ultimately you'd like to experience in your life, that's going to help you come into that more mature space with your passion. I love that. When
0: you said boundaries, I'm just thinking about, yes, family, Christmas. Boundaries are very important at this time of year. And thinking about fixed patterns, routines, rituals, natural rhythms, and honoring your own rhythm is a a huge theme with that gate five. Like, Are you honoring your own rhythm is one of those questions that you want to be asking yourself. Moving on to when we get to the 10th of December through the 14th, we hit gate 26 in the human design wheel. This is an ego gate. This is actually the gate of the egoist, and it's called the taming power of the great. Now, the ego is all about support. It is all about resources. It's about money. You mentioned we're moving into some financial themes as well. The 26th gate, definitely, it has financial themes to it. It's has those ego qualities, but it's also about transmitting. It's about messaging. It's about Putting a message out in the world. One of the questions that I always want to ask people when we're talking about the twenty-sixth gate is: Are you in integrity with what you're speaking about? Are you in integrity with what you are? We're talking to entrepreneurs, so I'm going to use this word: Are you in integrity with what you're selling? This is a great time to really ask yourself that question. And I, I used it with Gate Nine, where I talked about the taming power of the small. This is the taming power of the great. Are you taming the great, meaning money? resources, business, or is it taming you? I'm 26. This is my unconscious earth. And I ask myself that question all the time. Am I taming it or is it taming me? So what's your master is a great question to ask. There's such potential though, in the highest expression to be a really powerful communicator of what people want and how to get it to them. And then in its lowest expression, very manipulative. So Always good to realize where you're falling in with this one. What are you seeing at that
1: time, Christina? So that week we moved on from the night and we moved into the space of the queen. And whenever we're speaking of feminine archetypes, we're actually thinking about what we know instinctively, what we hold as true as our guiding principle. You talked about integrity. This is a week where we are owning a new why statement. And we take that why statement all the way into the throne of our being, and we sit upon the throne as a sovereign one who only acts from that place from this point forward. It's a part of the cycle where we are refreshed and renewed yearly with that why. And the cool thing about this week, this year, is that we also have a new moon in Sagittarius that week, which is a renewal of that deep, true why. And what we all know in business is that if we know what that why is, oftentimes that's the magnet and the begin for every single thing that we do. I love Simon Sinek's work where he's like, if you start with why and the golden circle, the how and the what and the who all comes into place. And so this is a week to really lean into that why. And this year, that why might actually be very surprising for us And on the 13th, right after that new moon in Sagittarius, when that Y deeply lands, we have a Mercury retrograde for the last three weeks of December. And that Mercury retrograde is in Capricorn. So that I believe this year, the Y may actually change the legacy trajectory that we want to take into the new year. And if that does, give yourself so much grace and spaciousness and know that Of realignment to your why will create an effortlessness and a magnetism that is worth everything for your clients, for your business, for your team, for your family, for yourself, everything. So that's the energy I'm seeing for this week. And you talked about ego. Ego needs to be a part of it. If you put your ego in service to your heart's why, you are unstoppable. Yes. And that's what I mean about
0: integrity with your message. Are you doing it for the good of all? Or are you doing it for the good of purely your ego and yourself? It's part of it, but it, it's not the focus. And this particular gate, I know it real well. If it's out of integrity, you won't be able to sell a damn thing. Everything will just be off and it will throw you off. So moving into the 15th through the 20th, in human design, we're into the mind now. We shoot up into the Ajna Center, into gate 11, which is the gate of ideas. And this this gate has this fear of, what if I don't have any ideas? And it can feel very terrified. All of the awareness center gates have a low frequency of some sort of fear. And this one is the fear of, what if the darkness? What if there's nothing? What if there are no new ideas? And I feel like that is such an end of the year theme. We might be full of ideas or we might be feeling there are not any good ones. And just recognize that may not be a very real thing that you're feeling. It might just be the cosmic weather that you're picking up on at the end of the year. You might be able to ride that wave and come up with a million ideas. You might be feeling this one hard or you might feel that lack of ideas and a lot of fear around it. What if there aren't any? So just a flag for you to be watching out for that. How about you, Christina?
1: So I love this so much. So this week (laughs) is actually the King of Fire And ultimately, this is when the king in service to the queen, in service to the why, begins to announce and proclaim what the next leg of his reign will be. And I use he and she because she is the one who knows and he is the behavior we take when we know. And so we have a king and a queen assisting us Mm -hmm. through every single cycle. And that's the completion of that cycle. And this time, this king is actually coming from this new Y, but it, like I said, the Y may have changed from what it previously was. And it could put us in a place, especially with a Mercury retrograde, where we actually don't know how to phrase it. We don't know how to deliver. And we have a first quarter square moon during this week, which is also a challenge. And the specific flavor of this challenge is, what if there's no good ideas? What if my ideas don't translate in the marketplace? What if it doesn't land with the people that I impact? What if I've changed my why and I actually have changed so much that my offer is actually for a whole nother audience? Or what if my audience isn't ready for it? It's a a squaring on the Mm Aquarian axis. So we're concerned about our impact with this new why that we are now serving the world with. And the sun will also move into Capricorn during this time and Mercury is going to move back into the space of Sagittarius on its retrograde. So it's a perfect time to be very humble, to be the king of our message or to be the one who brings our message into the world. Humbleness might be more important at this time than confidence and an ability to step back and listen and to remember that the long term legacy that ultimately we are serving might need a bit of a reframe at this time. And it's okay to step a little bit back to make sure that we really align it with our integrity. I love
0: that. And I think that fits so well with all of these themes that we're talking about, because even though they're, they're transiting, that's what's going to be in the atmosphere, but these are life themes as well. So they're beautiful to learn from moving in from the 21st to the 25th. We go into gate 10 and now we're crossing over into Capricorn season technically, right? The 20th, we yes. cross over into Capricorn. So now we're into the Capricorn yes. season and um, gate 10 is in the G center and it is the gate of authenticity and nothing like the holidays to make you feel self-conscious. This gate of authenticity, the beauty of it is to step into your fullest and truest self. And this is the gate to me of just pure self-love. It's like I am me. I love me as I am. I accept me as I am and love me or leave me. This is who I am. And the low frequency of this though is that it can be as far as self hate, but normally in low frequency, when it's a fleeting thing, we're just seeing it as being horribly self conscious and not trusting yourself and thinking all the time about, am I behaving well? Am I doing the right things? And that anxiety kicking up. I see that Christmas week as being this invitation to do a gratitude practice, really hone in on your own identity. What does it mean to be you and how can you love yourself more? It's going to be really important to carry yourself forward with. It's a great way to use that energy. What are you feeling for Christmas week?
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's amazing. This is really fun. I'm so happy we're doing this uh, because you're giving all these extra layers of dimension. It feels like we have this beautiful diamond of reality and we just keep turning the crystal and reading the faucets and they're so beautiful. So this is the ace. It's the one of earth. It's the beginning of a new earth manifesting cycle. And it's new. It is from a new truth and a new space. And what we have is a full moon in Cancer, which is usually so emotional and so vulnerable. It's the authentic experience of emotions that come from some kind of uh, vulnerable surrender. And we all navigate that vulnerability very, very differently. And I love that there's kind of a spectrum. You talk about like the high frequency or the lower frequencies of how this can express. When we feel deeply emotionally safe, we can be absolutely healed in a space of love unconditionally by the people in our world or ourselves. And when we do not feel safe, we have coping strategies that protect the most vulnerable parts of us. And that's going to be on the table, the 26th. In addition to the Chiron, Chiron is an asteroid planet that talks about our inner wound and the evolution of our inner wound begins to move forward again on that day. And that inner wound right now is helping to heal our relationship was the enoughness of being alive, just the enoughness of existing. And so there's something about being being absolutely enough exactly as we are and feeling safe emotionally in a very vulnerable moment. That's what's happening on literally the day after Christmas. And this is ultimately initiating a whole new cycle of legacy for our life. And so the vulnerability we experience that we is tied into the legacy that we ultimately end up leaving and Venus will also move into Sagittarius and Jupiter will begin moving direct again Venus is going to be taking the torch of because I'm worthy this is my truth this is what I believe in this is hard-earned wisdom and Jupiter is saying because my human experience is valid. My human needs are important and everyone has them and that's what connects us. So I feel like there's a strong unifying energy by embracing our vulnerability. And of course, if we don't, we could actually isolate ourselves from that experience of connection with the human experience. So that's the kind of turning of that jewel this week.
0: Yeah, I love that. And then the human design gate changes on the 26th and runs through the end of the year, ends on the 31st which is gate 58 and the gate of joy, is actually fuel for joy. It's very interesting because it's not an awareness gate. It's in the root center. So it is connected to its joy or its pressure to create joy. How can we make it better? And that can feel like a lot. Anything in the root center to me always, I mean, I have an undefined root, so my it it always feels a lot. (laughs) But it can result in perfectionism. It can have that vibe to it. Or it can see the beauty in everything. And I think that that's a really beautiful way to end the year is looking at the beauty in everything and seeing where is your joy? Can you find joy in the little things? I think is the way that I look at that lesson of closing out the year with some peace and seeing beauty where maybe you haven't seen it before. And what makes you feel alive and embodied? And then for you, what are you seeing as that final Mm -hmm. hint for us at the end of the year?
1: Well, I love that it's the fuel for joy. And what I'm seeing is the two of pentacles, which is actually a dance that we do with the new self and the old self. And it's finding our footing as we're crossing over into a new expression of ourselves. And so this dance could have us finding out that the way we operated in the past didn't actually fuel our joy. And so we could in some ways feel a heaviness to that and we could feel a lightness to a version of us that's embracing our passion and our truth and it is filling us up with joy. And so we have this balancing act as we start every year where we're we're willing to let go of the version of us that won't be moving into the next leg of the journey. I love that. Leave it back
0: here. And I think that's a perfect yeah. place to end this and to tie this up because it's a great question to be asking ourselves. What part of me can be left in 2023 and what is not needed on the rest of this journey? I think that's a really wonderful way to wrap that up as a question for you to ponder or journal on at the end of the year. I hope that you all liked this episode. I hope that you enjoyed having this extra flavor added to it. Christina, thank you for being here and for adding your wisdom and your perspective to what December can look like for all of us and what we can all be expecting. Remind everybody where they can stay in touch
1: with you. Please find me on Instagram at lunation.live. And oh, I feel so grateful that I'm doing this with you. I love this cross-pollination and map overlaying so much. It's deeply validating everything that I feel and know about the world. And it just feels really exciting. I Thank you. I love this. Thank you. I'm so excited that we're
0: doing this. I'm so excited that we could add this extra dimension to what we're doing here with the transit call. And then I thank you for making it all the way to the end of this episode. DM me on Instagram at Nicole Lano official, DM me December transit, and I'll send you the little write up of this so that you have the gates and what they are as they're changing. You have a little calendar that we've made for you. Send that to me and we'll send that to you. And thank you for making it to the end of this episode. I appreciate you. And remember, in order to have an unshakable business, you must first become an unshakable human. So thanks for letting us help you on your journey of becoming unshakable with human design, everybody. We'll see you next time.